Welcome, welcome everyone. This is Lack of Lepers, and this is Config Call-In. This is our weekly podcast every Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern and 11 Central. I want to thank you for being here, and if you are not here and you would like to call in, we do have a phone number that is live while we are recording at these times. That number, if you'd like to call in, if you'd like to talk, if you'd like to ask a question, if you'd like to level the criticism, is 316-444-3115. Today it is, again, a very cold day. Hope everyone is having a nice one. There has been a lot going on in the space this week. Just a couple things that I have yet to catch up on that I'd like to bring out to everyone's attention is that the Creative Stuff podcast, which last week we briefly mentioned in that it had done a interview with DJ Cactus that I have listened a little more to and that again I think is rife with potential commentary, um, good things, good things and bad things. And just wanted to shout out that the podcast has put out uh, yet another interview with an SCP author seen here on the screen, and that is Randomini. And so this should be a very interesting interview to get to. The second thing is, again, something we mentioned last week. Uh, this Simply Creative People podcast has put out a third episode, and it looks as though at least there's a guest to fill in the space that Jack Rabbit left, and that individual is Harry Blank, so I'm a little timid to listen to this. I don't, I don't really want to hear what this individual has to say, and I certainly don't want to hear what he sounds like, but looks like that's going to be an inevitability. But I did look into why it was that Jack Rabbit is no longer on the podcast, and it seems as though she simply just had other things to prioritize and needed to take a step away for mental reasons, mental health reasons. So once again, we wish them well. Today, I wanted to talk about, though, a couple of things that have happened this week more close to home. And what I'm referencing, of course, is that it's been a busy week on my blog if anyone has seen, there's been two articles that went up this week. One called 16 Facts You Don't Know About the SCP Wiki 2018 Pride Logo Controversy and that they don't want you to know. And usually that's a clickbait title, of course. Uh, but in this case, uh, that subtitle that they don't want you to know is rather true. And in contrast to usual clickbaity techniques, which are a roundabout admission of the author that the content is not really living up to the clickbaity title. I think this actually works in the opposite direction. Given the content that's in this article, I certainly believe that a clickbaity title is lost in the avalanche. There are certainly more absurd things going on in the actual article than in the title. And then the second thing that was posted this week is another installment of the Troll Chronicles uh, where basically we look at how SCP has banned the number 88 and uh, why they think that is 
necessary. But let's talk about the first one, uh, because in the article I mentioned this podcast, and I actually use it uh, to tell people that I'm going to justify what I said in this article on this very show. And the reason I had to do that, as people might know and understand, is that uh, we had initially some receipts, I'll call them, uh, proof, uh, pictures, documentation, evidence, that um, that basically showed some things I was talking about on the blog, and that got flagged, and that was against the terms of service on Medium, it turned out. So uh, we can't do that now. So instead of presenting all the proof on this blog post, uh, it has been relegated to this podcast. And the reason that this article was written was because there's a new article on the config wiki about the controversy. It's quite definitive. It has over 160 citations. Not all of those are unique, but gives you an idea of how thorough this is. And I wrote this article because in the process of writing this 2018 Pride Controversy wiki article, the primary author who did most of this work did not want to include anything that wasn't publicly available uh, data, and that is to say um, the exclusion of anything that may have been leaked. So uh, because the individual did a fantastic job and because uh, you know this is not about my way or the highway, uh, obviously I agreed to that and I'm glad I did because this article is astounding. It's an astounding piece of work. But what that left me was a host of information that didn't make its way into the article. So I figured I'd write a blog post to sort of supplement that. And once again, we're going to go through this today just because in the article I do promise to show receipts and proof of work. So let's begin our walkthrough because this is also very very interesting in my opinion. And hopefully this will uh, bring up more broader general ideas and questions about the themes that are going on here that are perennial, really, in the uh, space of containment of fiction. We wouldn't have it any other way. Very lively debate. Welcome that owl dude. Happy to have you in here. Feel free to jump on in if you've got a mic. If not, you can type in the lounge. Swag smile. So anyways, um, these is Dr. Krem, of course. Welcome. He's busy Bitcoin mining with Adele, so let's let him have that. Yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about. Uh, by the way, a little unrelated notes, but uh, sadly, you know the DVD ROM drive that you probably haven't haven't showed you this, but I had a uh, a DVD rewritable that was filled filled with like fake OSs on it, and it was pictures and sounds and stuff like that. It's, it was it was actually kind of cool mockups. Um, just now, um. The, the data corrupted. Mm, the classic config. I just lost like 4.7 gigabytes of dead data files. So. Mm. Yeah, write, write a containment fiction article about that. That's how you deal with life. Write the uh, the the self-destructing disk. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's obviously you know? made its way into a lot of containment fiction pieces before. So, But, you know, the benefit about being an author is that everything is material if you let it be. 
if you got your filter feeders extended. Yeah, uh, I should, uh, because I was actually going to make, like, a weird, like, SCP uh, uh, called the, uh, the Hives. And it was essentially, like, uh, living boot screens that will affect PCs with, like, non-existent OSs and all that. Because it was... Yeah. The problem with it was that, like, always the dangerous aspect of it was that, um... It's easy to identify it when it's when it's an OS that doesn't exist. However, there are some that like that mimic actual OSs, and viewing these can cause uh, psychological effects. Well, I certainly encourage you to write that. Uh, what I typically do is go to SCP, look up a tag like uh, you know computer, and make sure that what I'm doing is decently original. Welcome, uh, Worm That Walks. Happy to have you in. Oh, hi, Leopards. It's been a long time since we have talked to one another. And, uh, Worm, I think I think it was you, uh, when I first came into the server, the Society for Containment Fiction server, uh, basically it was just Worm, and I think it was Harmony, and I think that was it. Those were the only people I talked to for that first day. Yeah. James Bond asks, can Worm walk? No, I can't. No. I'm a purple all right, so back to the topic here. So once again, this is a call-in show uh, or a Discord show, obviously, too. So if anyone has any topics pressing or not that they would like to talk about, uh, just throw it out. This is essentially our default subject when no one has any offerings otherwise. What do you guys think about, um, have you guys read the book of Michael Levin? Michael Levin? Yeah, it's Michael Levin, the biologist. Oh, I have not. Let's look him up here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that that individual? So, Michael Levin, here's the thing. So, generally, when you deal with biology or like molecular biology, the general stated idea is that the way that it works is you know all the DNA, you know all the molecules, and they just, they just interact. So, if you can understand the DNA, the general logic is that you can just understand how like cells work and the body works and whatnot, right? And Levin's work is basically that he's contesting that idea where he's saying that there's actually a very important aspect to the formation of cells and the formation of bodies, which is which is bio which is bioelectrical. And mm. so he's like a he's a really fuck he's a really fucking smart guy. And so he's like he's like, he's like a lab where they were able to do a bunch of really interesting things like um they found that if you just, if you scramble the electrical signals of like a developing embryo, that cell comes out wrong, just completely. But like you can, and it's not just like pre pre planned things because you can go to like a to like a tadpole and you can go and rearrange its features so it's like shitty and it sucks. And then when it turns into a frog, the features will move back to their old place. Wow. They also they, they were able to also broadcast like the right sort of like electrical signals onto like a tadpole so that the cells in that area as it, as it was developing turned into an eye like on the tadpole. And then it, it then automatically it made an optical nerve from the eye to the spine and then it developed into a full frog and the frog had an eye on it and like where it was and it still worked. Well, that's uh that's config fuel if ever I heard that. Yeah, that's I, I brought it up because I was trying to write an article around that. I'm, I'm trying to write an article about that. I oh, will drop a uh, link to Probably the draft. Probably going to I don't actually have any. I'm just trying to figure out how I want to do this because 
it's probably going to be Kabushi Kawaii related. And I don't want to just, <laughs> I don't want to like jump in when I'm writing something about Kabushi Kawaii. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's, let's that's go into a, that. That's, that that's is a, a that's an RPC authority group of interest. If uh, anyone does not know, why don't you tell us just a wee bit about that group of interest, if you don't mind? Oh yeah, sure. So Kabushi Kawaii, it's like a, it's a group of um, basically, it's a anomalous corporation group, whatever, that focuses mainly on the modification of human beings and the creation of things for generally sexual reasons. So basically, they're they're like sex traffickers, but they're like magic. That's pretty much it. That's that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a pretty good analysis. Because that's because like because of their inherent nature, it means that. A lot of articles written for them fucking like suck and are really awkward, but there are some articles that use the group really well, which is really like strange. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It seems like it might be a magnet for, uh, you know, for let's say low hanging, low hanging attempts. Yeah, there's been a bunch of that. Remember fucking 880? Uh, I do not. Is it still? I guess, I'm assuming that it's not still up. I'll look it up. That here. was that was the Vore one that got taken down. Oh man. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to Google search remember, this, remember but let's see. There was, there was <laughs> and is it an insatiable hunger? Is that what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, oh, okay. This, yeah, this is it. This is it. Okay, so there's an East Side Steve uh, Twitter comment about it. Let's see what that says. Uh, let's see. Jane Bond says, "Lack of lepers." What is your opinion on RPC lore? Um, well, I think I think it's a unique direction. I think that it's uh, certainly an obvious direction to go in as far as one wants to differentiate oneself from from something like SCP. So, um, you know, I've I've written with the lore. I've had to kind of um, you know get into it and acquiesce to it, uh, which is I think the challenge at RPC as opposed to SCP more so. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's I, a lot of rigging you have to do to like make sure that you aren't mischaracterizing the different divisions. Yeah, it's really, it's not really that different from writing in a sub canon of SCP. It's really the same thing. I mean, because okay. if, you, if you make a mistake, um, if you make a mistake in the RPC lore, you'll get corrected just as you would if you wrote a mis uh, you know, mistakeful uh, Wilson's Wildlife article, for example. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems about right. So, uh, this Eastside Steve says, so researching uh, Kabushiki Kawaii, I found the RPC Authority for Blob Girl RPC 880, yep. which is which was titled An Insatiable Hunger. So this is no longer an article on the site, is that right? Right, yeah. It's no longer up there because people thought it was vile. Someone's going to rewrite it, I'm pretty sure. If you check the page for RPC 880, I think someone's rewriting it or someone has rewritten it. Let's see. We can actually click click right into it here. It looks like most people were a little iffy about the. Uh, oh, uh, Gizmo is writing it. Gizmo is a well-known RPC author who's who's pretty talented, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, Gizmo's a very good writer. He's fucking crazy, fucking crazy little character. Yeah. So if we go to the current 880, it looks like there's uh, there's no page here yet. It has not been created yet. Uh -huh. I uh, just wanted also to shout out uh, that owl dude says that uh, I'm not sure this would be allowed, but I just wrote a new RPC, which is currently sitting at 4.4 stars with seven votes. Uh, swag smile. So uh, this is RPC 205 here on the screen that he's talking about. I actually saw this the other day. I haven't had a chance to sit down with it, but uh, I, I liked the look of this. So um, certainly going to read this hopefully this weekend. Yeah. 
you know, Lepers, you have a voice that's like suited for it's like perfect radio, man. Well, thank you, but I, perfect I, radio voice. I'll I'll give it to the microphone. It's a sure, uh, you know, one of the one of the more industrial standard ones. So I, I really think it's that my voice actually isn't this nice. But thank you. My voice is kind of awkward because I don't what, what I don't like about it, but you know, my voice is do. trash. Oh nonsense! It's nice to have a variety, and that's the bottom line. Be a very boring place no, if we all stand the same. Find a, a good uh, hive. All right. Well, let's let's bring it back in a little bit. So, um, once again, the default topic here is going to be: there's a recent Config Wiki article that I hope everyone has noticed and, and maybe even read, but it's it's an incredibly exhaustive account of the Pride controversy. Probably one of the most controversial and uh, meaningful events that I think has probably occurred in the history of the genre, and no small part due to the fact that it basically uh, decentralized the concept to other uh, communities, such as RPC, which is what we've been talking about. And I was making the point that in this article written by Cool Dude, who uh, I hope everyone knows he's a tremendous asset when it comes to research and archaeology of the subject, uh, there was a cup we had a stipulation in the article which was that we were only going to include material data that was available just to uh, just to anyone in the public so uh, some of you might know we do have a little little backdoor glimpse into some things uh, here at the LLC and uh, so that material that data was not included which is what caused me to write this uh, blog post entitled 16 facts you don't know about this controversy and in the article I'm unable to actually cite any sources and receipts because medium which is the platform uh, doesn't allow doesn't allow that so uh, for example one time I, I released an article that had a little bit of chat logs in it as uh, evidence to prove something and that was flagged and taken down so we can't that's a no-no that's a medium no-no can't do that so uh, we're going to walk through the article because, like I said, uh, there's no way to cite my sources. Well, so we'll talk about this. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, right. I see you. Hey, good to talk to you, Worm. Thanks for joining us. All right, so number one, uh, this is not really commonly known. The SCP Wiki site and chat staff were ordered to indiscriminately ban. This isn't really anything that I need to go into detail too much because it is public information and technically was included in the actual article. But here we see um, one of the main proponents of staff, and this individual is on the site staff, also on the chat staff, basically tell people, uh, OK Ops and all other staff, I'm going to tell you not to be patient or hesitant with bans for the next few days. Uh, the statement here that was included in the article is, uh, ban first and let God sort them out. Which, um, you know, the, the significance of this is that this is on the 18th, of uh of june 2018 which is about 10 days after the whole shindig went down on the social media sites so there's about a 10-day padding of uh, potential uh, information that someone could have accounted for and calculated into the decision-making process here to not have this attitude uh, but it happened anyway so just something that people don't know that it wasn't simply just the uh, the social media sites who adopted this attitude it was the actual site as well okay and then number two staff blamed DJ cactus um, you know he's an easy target I would say um, certainly was not especially on since uh, myself do not like him but uh, well you know, I, I do find it funny to try to blame it on him a lot of people don't like him and, and uh, staff 
staff were mainly of that same ilk uh, for a variety of reasons that we don't need to go into. But uh, basically, once again, if you're looking at the, the staff chat logs, uh, they'll say things like, uh, oh, this was Cactus's fault. Uh, DJ Cactus did this, yada, yada, yada. So um, there was a lot of people to blame, but um, it seems as though DJ Cactus sort of got the worst of the publicity. I don't think he's at fault for writing that article that caused the whole controversy, not the uh, 2721. I'm talking about the uh, the uh, J article. Yeah, the, the, door, the doorknob. The sexy doorknob. I still can't get over that freaking situation. I I, I, lo- I actually kind of like that joke article, but at the same time, I'm just like, like he's not at fault for writing that. It's the f- I, I blame the staff for just basically going like full ape shit. Yeah, and it's certainly a uh, sticky situation um, because, um, you know, the article wasn't, I mean, really no harm done. No one was really injured. Obviously, it's a victimless crime to, to speak about an inanimate object in a, uh, in a sexual fashion. But, of course, uh, you know, this is something that someone like DJ Cactus has to keep in mind is that he's obviously a very popular figure and uh, speaks, uh, speaks a lot to the wider culture, right? He's sort of like a... He's sort of like a voice in the community, you could say. So I think that didn't help. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you, actually, Dr. Cram. I think there was certainly an overreaction to that article. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was offensive. However, I don't understand why. It's like they victim, like victim blaming a doorknob. I just can't get over. So uh, y'all may know that uh, Admin Bright didn't express any remorse. This is... Um, some clips from the official 05 discussion uh, where where Dr. Bright basically uh, is saying that he doesn't see any reason why we should give another option to homophobes. Uh, if you can pretend the website is actually a government front, you can pretend not to see colors in the symbol. Uh, so, And then, of course, the staff try to sort of correct him and say that I think it does the community a disservice to assume that homophobia is the only reason some would prefer to see the standard logo on the site. Um, and then, of course, Admin Bright just does not agree with that. So, But uh, what you might not know, because it's behind the scenes, is that uh, DJ Cactus also uh, did not res- express any remorse for this. Um, he felt as though he was sort of the hero of the situation and that everyone else sort of uh, betrayed him. So, Oh, boy, here comes the cactus. Just like a real cactus, a thorn in your side. A little prickly. <laughs> for sure. Um, but able to tolerate very hot environments, all right, as well. So a survivor, if you will. Uh, and then this, um, this is an interesting thing that not many people know is that, um, I wish, I wish she was here, but Harmony, uh, at one point had a girlfriend. Uh, welcome, welcome, uh, Dr. Murray. Good to see you. So, um, yeah, at one point, uh, the girlfriend uh who um previously the girlfriend of of harmony um basically came into possession of the rpc authority and was given the keys to the rpc authority by a cf operator who who left um and i'm not too too clear on why he left i know he made some um, decisions that were not great i think he deleted some articles just by fiat which of course is not a great idea uh ones that he didn't like 
And so uh, he eventually left the community. Uh, and when he did, he gave the uh, adminship, he gave the ownership to this, uh, to this girlfriend. Does anyone know why CF Operator left? Does anyone have any more details about that? I actually have no idea, apart from maybe getting butt hurt, or he just wanted that he he had the good reason of trying to get rid, of, just make his own thing to revert the mistakes. However, as we all know, early RPC history, he repeated a lot of that same mistake of bad admins. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a shame to see. Uh, obviously, obviously, um, he, I think he sort of sunk his stock. I uh, hope you can see this on my screen here. But um, So this is some of the receipts that obviously I was talking about that I would show. But here is an admin chat. These are screenshots from a Discord server where only Wikipedia, uh, sorry, SCP Wiki uh, administrators are in or were in at the time. And uh, this is when they found out that Harmony's old girlfriend uh, basically got the keys to the kingdom of uh, RPC. And uh, here's Dr. Clef saying, wait, uh, uh, your girlfriend, question mark? Yes, uh, she's now the owner of RPC. And there's uh, several of these screen caps that we have. Um, once again, you see uh, CFO just handed RPC over to... Caro is the name of the individual. And the question was, do we want to do anything with this power? And so if we look at these, they go on to talk about a number of different options that are available to them. Uh, some of these include deleting the RPC outright. Uh, some of them include installing an SCP Wiki administrator as the leader. Uh, the two individuals that they, that they float are Zen and Clef. But you can see Dexanote here on the screen saying, we won, yeah, we won. And then Dr. Clef says, we infiltrated the RPC authority and took it over from the inside. And so I'll just kind of scroll through these. But basically, uh, here are the receipts. It's all here. Uh, I'm actually scrolling through a post on uh, on Kiwi Farms. So I'm doing the dirty work for you so you don't have to go to this place. Kiwi Farms? This was on Kiwi Farms? There's a lot of stuff on Kiwi Farms that maybe people don't want you to know about. <laughs> oh my god I, I remember a little off topic but i remember like uh a, the new zealand government uh tried to ban it because it was it had the word kiwi in it and the assigned administrator was just like are you serious this is exactly why we have have our name as this <laughs> i certainly don't understand why it's, why it's called kiwi you know I don't, I don't know where the kiwi came from that's for sure it's just a, it, it's just a, also a term for idiot, I believe. Oh, I'm not oh, sure. Okay. Don't take my word. All right. So, anyways, uh, just just uh, FYI, you can you can uh, look at this if you'd like. I certainly don't want to uh, trigger anyone who is very very sensitive about um, about Kiwi Farms. Obviously, it is a very toxic place, and uh, and people like myself and Harmony uh, typically have a lot of explaining explaining to do as to why we were there. But uh, I did share a link in the uh, Discord server there. You can go look at those uh, yourself to see uh, exactly what that was about. Here is a... Uh, I am on the uh, Luminal Archives wiki dot right now. I did not know this existed. You Oculus mean, Initiative? You, mean you didn't know that the Liminal Archives existed? No, I knew that Liminal Archives existed, but I didn't know 
whatever this is, the Oculus Initiative. Oh, okay. Well, uh, tell us tell us what it is real quick while we're there. It seems to be like another freaking Overlord thing. <laughs> mm. All right. So the next thing that we'll um, we'll look at here. So a popular SCP author LARPed as an RPC bigot on 4chan. So obviously. 4chan was really the uh, the birth point of the RPC authority. For those who don't know, uh, technically it came. Also, from... the birthplace of SCP as yeah, well. Actually, it's the birthplace of every containment fiction community that went to Wikidot. I think that's including Liminal Archives, and I think that's including uh, Backrooms. I might be very mistaken about that, but it certainly has. Oh, Backrooms was uh, was was on uh, 4chan. I think briefly. Yeah, so I, I think that most places um, most places find uh, their lineage and their ancestry and heritage with 4chan, which is just very interesting to me. I mean, it makes sense in some ways, but, uh, you know, 4chan obviously has a bad reputation that is that is well-deserved for being a pit of somewhat toxic rhetoric, but I think it's an interesting point and a lesson in and of itself that so much has come from a place that is unabashedly free speech. When you have uh, open exchange of ideas, it's not a coincidence that uh, so much can, can be birthed from... Uh, the richness of an environment like that, as unfortunate as some of that content ultimately ends up being. Yeah, it's also not as worth it as it was previously. Like, you you, you heard of all these 4chan raids and stuff like that. It's not like that anymore because it's now a bunch of, like, as they say, normies infest the site and a bunch of bots and stuff like that. So it's like, it's not even like a, a worth to even plan something there anymore because a bunch of bots will just be like, oh, I detected something. So the next thing I'll share here is uh, another link. A lot, a lot of this is going to be Kiwi Farms, and uh, once again, I hate to trigger y'all about that, but that's just a convenient spot where you can see um, basically reproductions of logs that we have that have been posted there uh, as a, because obviously you don't have access to those things without that. So what I just shared was a, a post that details quite heavily how an individual from SCP came into the 4chan threads uh, when the conversation was happening about um, RPC and, and RPC was trying to basically recruit individuals to this place. And you can see um, that at the same time, uh, this individual was having a conversation with individuals at the RPC and with, uh, with um, uh, CFO, CF operator and things like that. And so basically what happens is uh, this was an op. It was a psyop. Someone tried to come in and basically pretend to be someone else or, or use the anonymity to mask who they truly were and uh, made attempts to uh, smear uh, smear people, you know, uh, in association with the RPC authority. And so as you can see on the screen or in the link, if you click it, uh, we have an individual who is called out. So basically the people don't fall for it. Uh, there's actually a um, screenshot that is shared by an individual, uh, who, by this individual who came in and um, uh, you can see the same screenshot uh, address being shared in, in private messages by this individual. There's a very, very thorough, very detailed analysis uh, virtually proving that this individual who is from SCP, uh, a notable individual, was the one who came in and tried to play off that they were someone else. So this is just an interesting bit of drama that occurred. Uh, the individual... Um, basically said things that you know would be not good if someone knew who this individual was um kys is a, is a touchy thing 
uh, on the SCP wiki, and here we see an individual say that. Um, we see a gay slur being used by this individual just here on the screen behind the anonymity. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting because what isn't shown here is that in the staff chat, uh, the staff is talking about this incident that they're sort of keeping an, an eye on. And it was Dr. Clef who called out this individual by name and said, what is this person doing there? Uh, and then, of course, they're not sure. They say, well, this person is doing, it's either that person or this person is doing an imitation of that person. Uh, so they're not 100% sure. But it's just interesting that they basically know who this is. They basically see, you know, slur use and things. And then, of course, nothing happens to the individual. We got to get bumping. Oh, uh, let me yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving because it is, uh, it is 11.42. We are, we are just tipping, dipping into this. Um, the next point was that staff knew that CFO operators ban was BS, and the point made in this section is that basically, if you don't know the story just very quickly, uh, CF operator was banned because he criticized an article that was part of the SCP-4000 contest, and he did so in the RPC Discord. And so, of course, someone who was scouting the SCP Discord uh, took a screenshot of that, sent that to the SCP Wiki staff, and basically um, interpreted that as a call to raid the article. And so this was uh, initially a punishment, a ban, a, a small ban, maybe a week or so. But another individual came by and said that they agreed with CF Operator and downvoted as well. And so that was enough to justify CF Operator's ban. And the weird thing about that is that if you look in the chat staff, you have individuals saying that they've done the same thing. This individual's name is uh, Solus Singularity, and so this uh, Solus Singularity individual says uh, that they've done the exact same thing that CF Operator is apparently being banned, permabanned for, which is to say that they've shared public criticisms of other articles in spaces and seen the rating go down. So just a strange thing to... Uh, to call someone out for like CF operator when individuals who are enacting the ban have done the same thing and they understand that. Yeah, that's uh, that's that sounds like SCP staff. Welcome yeah. to uh, welcome to hell. Certainly is a pattern. Uh, and then th this is probably the most interesting part about this data that, that not many people know uh, about the whole controversy is that the the outward sort of narrative is that a video was made by Mr. Medeker, who we, we've talked about in this, on this uh, podcast before. We don't need to go into him again. I thought this was like made in 2015, though, but whatever. What was? The, the SC, LGB SCP video. Oh, no. It was 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Just when I was getting in to the SCP wiki. Um, but the narrative is that basically this Medicare video was made and the rating of SCP-2721, which is, uh, you know, sort of an infamous article um, that is, you know, really unabashedly pro-LGBTQ, which, you know, which in my opinion isn't, isn't really a problem or an issue or deserving of uh, a lot of criticism just for that. But in, in any case, it started to suffer. The rating of it seemed to drop precipitously. And so the narrative is that this was an outside force uh, inspired by the Medicare video uh, from places like 4chan, from places like RPC, from other places as well, that essentially raided the SCP wiki in order to sync this uh, pro-LGBTQ article. That's always with the conspiracy mentality, are we? 
Yeah, which is, you know, interesting. Uh, I think it was certainly uh, justified to believe that a raid may be happening of that nature because, you know, you put two and two together. Uh, however, as it turned out, basically they did an analysis of everyone who downvoted this article around this time, and they found that no one had created a wiki.account account or become an SCP Wiki member just to downvote uh, this article, SCP-2721. I think in the course of the document and the research, staff were hoping to find a smoking gun, essentially a lot of people who were basically just there to downvote the article and who, who had just made an account. However, that didn't seem to be the case, and... It turned out that the assumption that this was an outside raid from somewhere like 4chan or whatnot, uh, that turned out to be completely false. It was actually people who had been existent on the SCB Wiki for several, several years. I, I was just, I was hoping that they would, that they would assume that they, they freaking messed up the date and time of their account thing, because that's, that, that sounds like them. Yeah, I don't think they have the power to do that, thankfully. Yeah, it's not like... Facebook, where you can like, like that, if you're wondering what that fake post where they said like, like this Among Us meme ultimate shit post on Facebook, it all they didn't mess with the time. They just all they did was they they changed the date to like somewhere like 2010, and then uh, then people were like, oh my god, this thing is from 2010 and it looks like an Among Us meme. Yeah, that's a, certainly a topic all its own um a very a very sus topic might i add <laughs> but uh so i want to mention this just on the screen here um so this is uh, something that was shared once again on kiwi farms so uh spoiler spoiler alert trigger warning but this is a document it's a google document it's still existent to this day you can still look to it so anyway this is what you see in front of you is a google document and it, the title of it is basically brigaders and it shows uh, different individuals, different wiki.individuals. individuals. So for example, the first one we see is Devilock, there's Brainhead, there's all these different names. Uh, and what is happening here is the SCP Wiki, is the staff, is researching the voting history of these individuals. So in other words, everyone who came by 2721 and downvoted it was investigated and basically um, things, things were asked, such as, did they upvote the sexy doorknob? Uh, did they downvote um, the other DJ Cactus article? I think it's three, 3625. That was basically a, uh, a criticism of the alt-right community after the uh, logo controversy. And so they tried to compile a picture of everyone's uh, voting history and whether or not it argued for or against them being strictly brigader, uh, brigaders against this uh, SCP-2721. And if you would like to look at the document, you can, but the conclusion is essentially that individuals joined the wiki. These, these, all these individuals who downvoted SCP-2721 had joined the wiki uh, way, way earlier in most cases than uh, than just when this controversy was happening, arguing against the fact that this was an outside raid and instead confirming that this was uh, essentially 
part of the existing community that decided to show up and downvote uh, downvote this article. And um, something else that's funny is that around the time that this article, SCP-2721's rating started to dip and drop, the staff closed a lot, uh, uh, actually they closed all applications, and I'm going to send you all a link in the lounge again. And this is a PDF of a dropped chat log of Site 17. Site 17, of course, is a public chat. It is the staff chat help channel where you go and you ask questions or you appeal a ban or something like that. And if you click on that, um, you can search the word applications and you'll see things such as, uh, such as this, where, where they say, oh, we've temporarily closed applications. And the idea was that they closed the applications in order to prevent this outside force from uh, tanking this article. But if you actually go to the Skipper page, everybody is familiar with Skipper, I hope which is a database of uh, a, lot of, a lot of statistics basically around most SC, every SCP article, actually. And then I think the RPC Authority has one very similar as well. I think, uh, I think Vizlox put that together. If you go to the actual Skipper page, uh, you'll see that the downward slope of the downvotes that occurred on this article actually did not let up once the applications were suspended. Uh, which argue, once again argues against the fact that this was uh, an outside force because if you block their entry, we should have seen a, uh, a leveling off. So if you look on the screen here, I've got it up finally. Uh, you can see this article slowly accruing upvotes for a very long time. And then as it dips down very quickly here, this is the onset of the controversy. And so uh, applications were paused at just at the top here. Uh, of this of this drop in the chart of the graph here and so during this drop where we see the rating go from something like 155 to something like 68 uh, basically there was no one new coming into the wiki so we ex would have expected to see that the uh, raid would have been mitigated would have been slowed if it was true that all these downvotes were coming from people who are really outside of the SCP wiki and uh, and who just came in just to downvote this article. So from all accounts, it seems as though uh, that that was an assumption that was made. It was a party line that was repeated often, but that just, that just does not line up with the facts at all. Something else you don't know about this article uh, SCP-2721, which by the way, I don't have anything against. Everyone automatically assumes that if you have something to say, something uh, that is not glowing to say about SCP-2721, that you uh, necessarily don't like it, you know, and then of course your reasons for not liking it will also be assumed. However, I, I don't really have anything against this article. I don't necessarily think that it's a great article. I don't necessarily think that it's a terrible article. I certainly don't think that it deserved the uh, the amount of hate that it got. Uh, I do think that it was a sort of a um, collateral damage, a bystander who was unfortunately attacked as a sort of um, scapegoat, we'll say, for the situation. Um, but I don't really have anything against the article myself. I just think... Go ahead. I don't have it either, apart from the, uh, the butchering of the... Uh of the site, but that's pretty much it. Which was a lot of people's complaints. And I, I think that, you know, there's something there in that 
the site has traditionally been very against, uh, you know, self-inserts. And this can sort of come off as a self-insert, but if you actually look at what the authors say about it, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be a self-insert. In fact, the uh, argument that it is a self-insert is basically based on the fact that uh, both the author is trans and the character in the article is trans. And uh, that's like saying that, um, that because the author is Asian and there's an Asian character in an article, that, that character is necessarily a self-insert. Which I think is a little bit of a, uh, you know, it's it's very, it's it's a little stereotypical just to assume that uh, that because the author and a character have some things in common, that it is necessarily a self-insert. But you know, people have a, obviously a very wide array of opinions on this article, and the reason why we're looking at it is not to bash anyone. The reason why we're studying this is not because we think that it is um, necessarily everything that's wrong with the SCP Wiki. It's because it's an incredibly important article in the history of the site. You know, it, it's an incredibly important article. It's it's very deeply seated in in the history of what has happened. So of course we're going to look at it. That's why we're looking at this, just in case anyone is uh, curious uh, and would like to ascribe uh, necessarily evil intent to us discussing this. Remember, guys, we're not, we're not we're criticizing you. We're apparently attacking you. That's another discussion. I, yeah, for sure, for sure. As I, as I, uh, as I eat my hard gold dick and amusement, I am an evil criticizer. Yeah, that's fine. It's a different topic, for sure. Um, the necessary role of calling people out and it's it's very hard to do that as we've seen in a culture that equates criticism uh with um with basically a personal attack which is something that we've seen quite a lot in this uh, series of podcasts already uh, i don't think that it does anybody any good and i certainly don't think that an inability to stomach criticism should prevent discussion uh, from important things like this happening because ultimately when it comes down to it uh, for all of us in the uh, you know SCF discord for everybody on SCP wiki for everybody on RPC and beyond there are certainly more important things going on than the criticism that we may receive as individuals and certainly the criticism that we have to give other individuals there are more important things going on that still are held in common to all of us and that really is why we're here um, I do want to shout out another um, another podcast that I think that everyone should give a, a listen to if you have time, which is uh, Simply Creative People, and this is a podcast that recently started uh, some hosts from the SCP Wiki. And um, in the first episode, one of the uh, one of the hosts has a great comment, which is just to say, uh, basically, the thesis of this of this podcast, which is that we are all simply creative people. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, that means that there's a multitude of opinions, uh, different ways of looking at things, different walks of life involved. Uh, but the bottom line is that we're all creatively involved and invested in this, this genre. So we should definitely uh, welcome criticism. We should welcome uh, you know, competing ideas about certain things. Uh, because it's very important to let those things speak. Otherwise, you get uh, the, the essentially what is the equivalent to an emotional uh, daycare, which is what I would call basically basically the response to, uh, to this article that I've written here. 
uh, certainly on the Twitter sphere, the SCP Twitter sphere, uh, to me, in my opinion, has about the emotional maturity of a daycare. Also, we can't forget the SCP TikTok run yeah. by people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah, well, honestly, I haven't looked in there. And I'm, I'm a little afraid to just because, you know, I, I, no, do... I can. I, I've, I've looked in there. I, me and Pearson did and we had a good laugh. Well, t give us a report. What did you see? So uh, it's a. It's, it's a bunch of hip tutorials on how to get into the SCP Foundation or just memes. I really don't understand how it can be called memes, but it's their memes about the SCP Foundation in itself, which seems a little bit uh, out of touch. But then again, it's uh, we're talking about a TikTok here. And uh, what was funny was what we had a good, the best laugh and was, was how to write an SCP article. And it was, and it was the most terrible tutorial I think I've ever seen, and also the shortest. Yikes! It was not funny. It was just a, like Pearson even pointed out. He's like, one of the, one of the things was that like it's like you, you can't just just say it's like it's an anomaly and have it a part of the canon. You know, it's, it's it has to be, like if you want it, it SCP was created for the lore and it. And in and of itself, it's just the weirdest thing ever. Mm. Yeah, but again, this this also can kind of correlate to what the new direction of the site is. Everything yeah. is its own canon, also known as non-canon, as this Pearson calls it. <laughs> yeah, I think that there certainly is room for an analysis that like that would parallel uh, and draw conclusions and comparisons between the what seems to be the increasing centralization of a sort of central canon at SCP and an increasing centralization of, let's say, political philosophy. You know, certainly uh, the party, the partisan sort of uh, beliefs and ideas that you have to sort of have, the sort of a canon to that politically at SCP as well. And just to go back and rant just a little bit more about what I just said about um, this being a very diverse place and how um, censoring certain topics or disallowing criticism it is sort of the equivalent of philosophical eugenics where you believe that you already have the most superior of components and that anyone who is inferior should be uh, necessarily done away with. Um, that creates a sort of intellectual slavery where everyone basically has to think of things in one way. And the real, the real shame of that, I think, is that when that gets going and that gets a lot of steam, which is what I believe we are now witnessing at SCP Wiki, um, you essentially start to uh, non-verbally, just through your actions, make arguments that would say something like the following. Uh, containment fiction, writing containment fiction, and participating in a community of containment fiction is only for one sort of set of people. Uh, only one set of philosophical or political ideas and beliefs have permission to write, enjoy, and uh, communalize over containment fiction, which I think is is wrong. I mean, maybe people disagree with that. Maybe they think that only one certain brand of individual should have the right to compose containment fiction. But um, you know, that's that's uh, basically what it comes down to: is that if you don't have this particular partisan set of beliefs and attitudes, uh, you certainly uh, are not encouraged to participate in SCP, which by their own terms, it seems, 
would consider themselves as the only example of containment fiction. Well, uh, North Korean ideology SDP is going for, we're the only thing in the world. Really sad to see, you know, um, any, anytime you have just an overt amount of censorship, you know, you're, you're certainly going in, in one direction and it's not a good one. Uh, no, no person who's ever censored individuals, burnt books, uh, has ever been on the correct side of history. And so it's, it's just sad to see this happening at SCP. Obviously, I'm not trying to prescribe my ideas for SCP. They're welcome to do whatever it is that they feel is best. Uh, it's just that a result of that is certainly conversations like this and also invitations to discuss conversations like this. But back to um, back to SCP-2721, and then we'll close it up here pretty soon as we're coming up on an hour. But this is a fact that I discovered while researching for this podcast that I actually didn't initially include in the article on the Containment Fiction Wiki, some, some new data, new facts about the article, which is that if you look here on the screen, and once again, I shared the link to the skipper page in the, in the lounge just here. You can look at that too. But um, if you'll notice the votes... Uh, and of course, Skipper keeps track of any time a vote happens on any article on the SCP Wiki. You'll notice the date is uh, March 5th, 2019. If you go back and look at the history of when the staff protected the SCP-2721 article, uh, you know, they basically did that shortly after they realized that this didn't work. The closing of applications didn't work. One day after applications were reopened the article was protected which means that you don't get to upvote or downvote it and so that was somewhere around uh, June 28th or June 29th of 2018 and the page has essentially been protected since since that date and this is uh, this is borne out in the details if you look back at the votes but strangely enough the most recent votes recorded and documented by uh, the skipper database actually show a uh, a, a little over a hundred new votes and all of these take place on uh, March 5th 2019 so uh, I searched the site for this I searched 05 for this and it didn't seem to be announced anywhere so the impression that I get is that staff silently reopened voting of the SCP article uh, 2721 on this date And if you look at uh, the initial votes uh, that came in, a lot of these are positive. So it seems as though uh, maybe individuals close to the staff, individuals close to the community were informed that this article would be reopened for votes, perhaps in in an attempt to, you know, uh, re-gauge the uh, philosophical environment. Maybe people have changed their mind and would like the article to, uh, you know, have a higher rating. Because by this time, it had, it had shrunk from about 150 plus 150-ish to about 11. So I, I believe that someone thought enough time had passed that perhaps this raid was over. Uh, and maybe we can open up the ratings again and see what happens. Well, uh, if you do a close analysis of what happened, and a lot of these people who voted are not, are not trolls. They're, they're people who are known to the Wikipedia, to the SCP Wiki. We have Connor Mc, McWarren here, for example, who, who downvoted it. We have Crockett Lawnshare, who's, who's a well-known author who downvoted it. So these are not just nobodies who decided to vote on this article when it was quietly and suddenly opened up again for one day in March of 2019. Very poor judgment, as you can see. 
yeah, alienating so, their whole. Yeah, these are just trolls, people. These are just trolls. They're they're like, don't look at the dates. Don't look at the dates that they've been on the site. Just assume they're trolls. Well, the, the funny thing about that is we already observed, and once again, the link of the link is in the um, is in the lounge. You can go look yourself. There's a there's a document that very clearly lays out that these were not trolls that came from elsewhere. These were actual SCP Wiki members who had been members for years. Um, and so this, interestingly, is something that the staff necessarily knows about uh, because it basically ruined their uh, attempted analysis of, of uh, tagging and, and punishing raiders. So they know that this wasn't raiders. They know that these weren't people who essentially and explicitly created accounts just to downvote this article. Uh, but that really has never been... Uh, that really has never been corrected. And you can see on the screen here a screenshot from February of 2019 even that still argues that ratings, this is what it says, ratings were disabled in that article due to constant brigading and rating. The rating will remain disabled until it stops. And so once again, this being February 2019, it was just a little, little less than a month later where they opened up the votings again. And so if uh, we look at the votes... Uh, after they opened it up, the final tally for that day in March 2019 is 27 upvotes and 65 downvotes. So that's more than two downvotes for every for every upvote. So again, it almost seemed like the the water, the, you know, someone dipped their toes into the water to see exactly how it was. And it looks as though um, the general democratic consensus, uh, once again, this not being exclusively attributable to trolls is that they would not want this SCP-2721 article on the wiki. But of course, once the writing was on the wall and these downvotes came pouring in, it seemed as though it was protected once again. Uh, for whatever reason, I'll leave that to the listener to decide. So what does this mean? So basically, in my opinion, but also as part of this analysis, this means that the staff have protected an article from the usual democratic process of curation uh, and apparently strictly on the terms of a political privilege or a, pol a political uh, incentive or idea. Uh, raiders and trolls are certainly not hanging on to the site for nine months to see if an article is suddenly unprotected so they can downvote it. And it's telling also that, like I said, I can't find anywhere where this is announced, where it is announced that SCP-2721 will suddenly be reopened to voting, which means that it was all essentially an intra-community word of mouth process that occurred that day and we still see that it had more downvotes than upvotes so uh, at this point it seems as though the staff are just stubborn and refuse to have this article deleted uh, in my opinion probably because it has so much political significance but um, as to as to why is anyone's guess it's certainly up for debate they should just archive it they should just archive it and leave that space open well that's a great question as to why didn't they archive it you know, why, why, uh, why wouldn't they just simply archive it instead of protecting it? This is actually discussed in the uh, Site17 PDF. Once again, that link is also in the, in the lounge. Uh, but if you click on that and you go to it, uh, and you can start to, you can start to search terms, and, or you can at least go to the dates of these, occur these events happening. And what you'll see is that the author of SCP-2721, and of course the staff as well, essentially considered arcing as a capitulation. They considered it as uh, basically a failure and that they would be letting the bigots uh, win, the trolls win. And so for that reason, it was not arced. 
But anyway, so that's about about an hour of our show. So I appreciate everybody joining. And we do the same thing tomorrow. We do this every Saturday and every Sunday. So that's at about 11 a.m. Central or noon Eastern. Yeah. All right. I think we, we're out of time here. So thank you for us for listening and tuning into uh, our podcasting thing here. Hosted by lepers. I stole his role, as you can tell. No, you're more than welcome. I appreciate the break. It's nice. But yeah, I want to thank uh, that owl dude, uh, Dr. Murray, of course, Jane Bond, uh, Dr. Krim. Thank you all so much. And we do this every Saturday, every Sunday. More than welcome to join. Happy to have you. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you. We'll see you.